So a quick word before we begin the show. We at Beyond Borders Storytelling, myself, Will Sparger, and my co-producers Megan McMahon and Justina Wu, believe that you don't have to have walked on the moon or been kidnapped by pirates to have a great story. We know everyone has at least one great story, and we want to help you tell it. That is why we run storytelling workshops, storytelling practices, and coaching sessions to help people bring their stories alive and tell them on stage. Our next guest, Nikki Chow, is a great example. She says she is shy and English is not her first language, but she overcame these challenges to perform at our August Story Jam. I hope you're inspired by her story journey and you join us at our next workshop and story jam. For details and tickets, please visit us at beyondborderstorytelling.org. I brought tequila. <laughs> you brought tequila. That's great. Let's just begin this interview. Okay, my name is Will Sparger, and today we are having a conversation with Nikki Chow, mm -hmm. who told her very first story <laughs> at our Almost Story Jam just a few weeks ago. So Nikki, how are you doing today? Doing great, finished work, so happy to be here. <laughs> All right, awesome. In the lobby of a hotel, which mm -hmm. is our meeting place. Yeah. It's free. Yes, with tequila. Tequila, why do you keep bitching tequila? <laughs> What's up with the tequila? Make you tell a better story. Oh, mm. that's your secret? Yeah, alcohol, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that a little bit later. I should write that down. Mm -hmm. um, so Nikki, uh, tell us a little about yourself, like where you were originally from, how you ended up here in the United States, and what you do. Um, so basically, I have my major is biology, and um, I choose that major, even though my mom is like, you are not going to make money from it. I was like, I love it. And after I graduate, it's so hard to get a job in China. I just talked to them and said, hey, I find a really good opportunity in the US. As the only child, my mom and dad, of course, say like, no, right? And then I have to like take all the tests, like TOEFL and then GRE. And then finally, they're like, ah, yeah, you can go. And then that's why I came here. And um, after I came here, I love it. Uh -huh. So how long have you been here? Seven years now. Are they, are they plan have they come and visited you? My mom did, yes. Um, they are coming like next year. My father and my mother, both of them. Okay, Is that, have they come before? My mom did, yeah. She's a child. So every time she came, I need to like take her around, make sure like she won't get lost. I'm the tour guide. And uh, I take her to the best restaurant and then I took pictures for her. I'm just everything. Mm. Okay, no, I understand that. <laughs> you live in an exciting place, they want to see it. Before you came to Beyond Borders Storytelling, had you ever been to a storytelling event? Actually, no. I uh, learned about that from my friend and then like they both went on Beyond Border Storytelling and um, I watched their videos. I know them in person, I know they're very outgoing and they connect people together. I want to be on stage but I never think that one day I would come here where I went to like a workshop and I told a really lame story about like my dog kissing me and I was like ah and then like two years later and then like so many things happened and um, kind of the storytelling event and Beyond Borders like just rang a bell I was like I want to do it I look online the keyword is almost that's perfect for the story so I just pitched the story like last minute I got a call from you yes like, man it's like a dream me. <laughs> yeah it's like that so you went to a workshop a couple of years ago uh, yeah, because like my friend, she went on the stage. She's trying to promote um, the two organizations, and then that's why she bring a bunch of us to go to the workshop. I don't really know what that is. I just normally do things, you know. Yeah, it's it was your friend. It sounded like a fun idea. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah. Was that the Beyond Borders Storytelling Workshop two years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's a really long time between yeah. doing the workshop and telling the story. What yes. changed 
that made you now <laughs> want to tell the story? I mean, I always want to tell a story, but it's just like I'm so shy. There are some things that are holding me back. As I mentioned, like I'm the only child, and then my father and mother protect me so well. I just never want to expose myself so much in front of people. However, it's like after these two years, I have to like go to get a job because I was jobless for quite some time, and then I have to force myself to go out there, try a relationship didn't work out. I was like, ah, oh, life is so hard. Just when you reach to the edge, everything is almost broken but evolved that's when I become more brave and then I want to do something I really want to do I was like I was shy but who cares right yeah 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 your desire to break out yeah. was stronger than the shyness I think so yeah and I really enjoyed the stage like when the audience laughed I was like wow they're happy so I'm really happy that they're happy how'd you get your idea for the story you told like you said your first story was about a what was your first the workshop? What did you tell? What was that story? The very first workshop two years ago. Yeah, so uh, basically the first workshop is the Beyond Borders storytelling workshop. Yeah. And then um, I remember it's like a practice section. Justina tell us about uh, you should involve color in the story. Should I Justina tell Wu, by the, <laughs> by, by the way, Justina Wu is the co-producer of Beyond Borders storytelling. So she was leading that workshop. Yes, yes. So um, kind of like she tell um, the secret about how to tell the story. I don't really have too many stories in mine but I remember like like when I was sleeping and then my dog Jojo kissed me it's kind of a funny thing so I tried to just tell that story and um, that experience just brave um, how do you say embrace or something crave in my brain and uh, I cannot forget about it it's when, a memorable experience exactly like especially I saw like one of my friends who also went to the stage too he told a story right in front of us at that workshop I was like oh I wish I can be like that <laughs> so it's like always the ego is there and it's just <laughs> waiting for the right moment so what for the story that you told at the Story Jam Lab, how did that idea come into your head? Basically, it's because when I read the news about the uh, skydiving coach uh, passed away, I was really shocked. I think I actually read um, how the relatives right, think about um, the loss on the news, and I rethink about my life, and I just wonder like, if there is a chance somebody can also read this news and feel the same way I feel, yeah. that would be awesome. That's how I came about, like, how about telling a story about yeah. him? And let's back up so, yeah. so people know a little bit about that story. Could, could you just give a very quick summary of that story so people understand what it was? Yeah, so uh, basically the story is about, um, I did a tandem skydive in a Hawaii Aohu Parachute Center, and then my instructor is called Larry. Um, so we had a really unique skydiving experience, which is different than any other skydiving coach I did with. And then like a couple weeks after, I read on the news that like he actually passed away during the aircraft taking off, and he didn't even have time to open his parachute. So that feeling is like, wow, I'm so lucky that I'm not on the aircraft. And also so sad that like he's such a great person, loved what he's doing, and then when he passed away doing what he's loved like what he loved the most yeah so it's kind of like that strong feeling that made me have the ego that i really want like maybe people will feel the same way maybe memorize like someone that awesome mm -hmm. or maybe also feel like oh he's so lucky to be alive you know? yeah 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 mm -hmm. how long ago did that happen actually like a couple months ago like not okay. too long ago like maybe july or something mm -hmm. or june how did your story, so it's about six weeks between when we do our workshop and then we do our practices. How did your story change? Um, I think the big changes is about like my emotion. Because like the first time I practiced, 
as I mentioned before, I don't have any experience. So I thought like, oh, I just have the paper as like you suggest. And then like I start to practice without the paper right away because my friend who went on stage told me like, it's only two practice. I was like, man, that's really, really in a rush. So <laughs> I just like practice without the paper. And the first time I told it, it was still like a little bit more happy mode. And um, I use a lot of quote from the newspaper. Yeah. And um, the first practice, I get very good advice that like it's better. I have the feeling from my heart than just like reading the quote from the newspaper. That was supposed to be it. However, something big happened. Like I lost my friend, and all of a sudden, like wow, I just oh yeah. So let's yeah. back up. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah, thing that. that right before the story jam, a good friend of yours passed away. Could, yeah. could I remember you sending me the email? Tell a little bit about your friend, and then go back to the story and how that changed. Yeah. So. Um, our friend is kind of a person a little bit like Larry that everybody loves him like when he's there he just like get all the attention <laughs> just like Larry like everybody loves him like Hollywood star or something so um, actually when he is in the ICU and fighting for his life uh, many people were shocked because like they didn't know they have such a strong medical condition but then he's trying to like just taking pain pills and then like handle all the pain himself and always bring happiness and joy for everybody so it's like when we know about the news like a hundred something of our friends who come to like see him most of us we cry because we know that the condition is not good it's not going to end well we finally know that like um he the his family take off his like, life supplies we kind of like connect the loss I have with Larry so all of a sudden like the second time when I tell the story maybe you guys don't realize but um, it was really unprepared the second practice but deeply inside I was really sad I want people to feel the same way I feel so I want to tell it from my heart when my feeling got like so weird <laughs> and then like the second practice is actually a good wake-up call and then like um, like everybody during the practice give me really good um, advice that like hey maybe you should focus original story telling about Larry especially you mentioned that we can actually honor your friend at the intro I start to put my emotion back to what my original goal is and then focus more on Larry and how I feel for um, losing him I also follow your advice, practice with my friends a lot of times, as yeah. much as I can before I go on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, it's really different because like the first time I told the story in front of my friend, I just get stuttered. I cannot finish the story. I was scared how they will look at me after they know, after I open up. Yeah. And then my friend actually say like, oh, I love your story. Maybe you should just write an outline so that you won't forget. Yes. I, I was like, oh, that's supportive like, behavior. Make me want to tell the story to more people. Yeah. And then I just like aggressively <laughs> approached my friend to tell the story to them. And then, How like, many friends did you tell? Um, more than 10, I think. <laughs> more than 10? Two so was it, was it individuals or would you round up a group of your friends? Um, so like six of them are a group and then two a group and the, another two a group. Uh -huh. So uh, also I uh, practice with like two of the storyteller at the same event also. Yeah. And um, I basically really think like um, they gave the best like advice. So like they already like give me the idea that how the audience will feel and how the audience will think yeah and that really helps me a lot yeah it feels like you, you can tell if they're connecting with exactly how you're so they are connected too i saw one of my friends actually got sad i was like oh okay i want you to be happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so when you go up to your friends and say hey i want to practice on you how did they react they were happy actually uh, did it surprise you 
I was surprised. Yeah, actually, one of my friends even like bring it up. It's like, hey, you, we can help you practice. I was like, really? <laughs> After I talked to them about this story, and then they start to ask me out more because like they're like, oh, you are a good person. I was like, oh yay! <laughs> I, I'm surprised they're so supportive. Yeah. So, what were your biggest fears? My biggest fear is like, oh, I will forget the lines. I guess. Um, the first time I practice in front of my friends, I thought like uh, after the first practice, like in the Beyond Border storytelling workshop, I was like, oh, it should be just fine. But then when you tell in front of the friends, it's different. Like they are looking at you, like, okay, what are you going to say now? And then you just feel the pressure sometimes. Their reactions actually like uh, affects me. If my friends look at the phone or something, if they're not listening, I will get sidetracked. So it definitely, 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 definitely helps. So did you, when you went on stage and you told your story, did you forget any lines? I did, yeah. But I hope that like it's not too obvious. Did they, anybody notice? I don't think so, right? I guess. Uh -huh. <laughs> I guess no. So as long as you remember the important lines, yeah. it's okay to. Did anything happen while you were telling your story on stage that surprised you? Yeah, I mean, like when I go on the stage, the first thing I stand on the stage, I look at like all the audience. I was originally imagining like I would see a bunch of faces, yeah. but all I saw was like dark, and the then light. the lights. And I was just like trying to look up to the audience, but it's so bright that I feel like I'm with so many people, but I'm only by myself. It's uh -huh. so different than how I originally imagined. And uh, when I start to tell the story, I have like those public speaking skills in my head. I was like, I should better look a little bit left, a little bit right. Uh -huh. However, when I look, I see nothing. <laughs> but then I can hear like um, people talking or people smile or laugh or like sad or something. Then you can feel the audience yes, is there, even yes. though it's hard to see. Yeah, hard to see. I didn't see any any face there. Yeah. I just like moving around a little bit. I realized the mic is so close that I need to control my motion, you know? If yeah. not, I would be just torturing the mic or something. It's something I learned, like be nice to the mic. So your story includes skydiving, and mm -hmm. part of that was overcoming your fear of skydiving. Mm -hmm. How does how did storytelling compare to skydiving in the fear category? Well, Which was more scary? <laughs> I mean, like for most people, I think like maybe storytelling is more scary because like it's an ongoing process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> skydiving is like the one-time thing. It's like before you can say no, you are already like jumping, so it's like uh, it's too late. But then storytelling is <laughs> but like. But it's like when you walk up on stage, then it's too late. It's, yeah. You've jumped out of the plane by the time you get behind the mic. Yeah. Surprisingly, when I was on the stage, I was actually enjoying. I was like, oh, like how do I want to tell the story? What I'm saying, and then like what is the lesson? thing um, I never think like oh I better want to like hurry up and finish I never feel that way I was like whoa people are laughing awesome let me say more I feel like I really enjoy and really happy that I signed up for this I love it oh that is awesome did your parents see the video yeah they did yes and they, what did they say <laughs> Um, my, my, my parents don't understand any English, so it's fine. However, like uh, my aunt, right, she's in the US and then she understands English and then she's like, what? You did skydiving three times? And then I was like, oh, you don't know? <laughs> so I thought she knows everything, but she knows nothing. So um, I know if my parents know that I'm going to do uh, scuba diving, they might, I, I think they might think something, but then because like... Didn't anybody translate for them the story? Um, they watch it with friends who can speak English? 
maybe they didn't yell. Okay. They didn't give me any feedback. But like, actually, the first time and the second time I did skydiving, they were like, please don't do it again. But then this time, I told them like, I did the first time, and they're just like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. So I don't know about scuba diving. Maybe they would just give up. It's like, yeah, you do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and storytelling is no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think this experience changed you? Like when you first started down this road to now that you've told the story, you know what it's like on stage. How has that changed your perspective? Oh, um, I think the way that changed me is I realized that I really enjoy people. <laughs> so it's like there are so many ways to get involved with people, and I guess like storytelling or like stand-up comedies or like coming. Um, like actor or actress is like many different ways. I just find out like what I really love and mm -hmm. what I really enjoy. And even though I Yeah, because like the storytelling is not just you telling a story. When you were in the practices, a big part of it, most of the practice is you listening yeah. to other people's stories. And I enjoy it. Uh -huh. Everyone, when they open up and tell their own stories, like you can connect to them in different ways. And yeah. um, and, and you contact, who, who, who did you practice? Who did you talk to? Uh, one is Jenny. She's Jenny. also the first time. And then like, um, we say a little bit, like talk a little bit. And definitely, I feel like the first version is much better for her. Mm -hmm. And then like, she loved the ending, how I changed the ending. Yeah. And uh, we are both the first timers. And I love her story because like she told the story right after me and she was so happy after the storytelling event. Um, the other one is like Jeff. Jeff, like he went many times on the storytelling workshop. He actually said like, you are going to do great. I was like, oh, thank you. Um, so we just give some advice for each other. When we finish, like we are still friends on Facebook. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of amazing. You, you don't realize that it's just not telling a story, but it's yeah. sharing stories with other people. Yeah. And everybody looking out for your best interest, you know? Yeah. And I, I think for me, sometimes just the, how you feel that you can open up and be honest, mm -hmm. uh, not just telling your story, but giving feedback. Yeah. You know. And especially people think your feedback is helpful and then I also get like helpful like feedback so it's kind of like we are all improving so it's like how you feel on stage when the audience give you reactions right and then like you feel better so that you want to do more or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you trying to rant? Are you trying to get some of your friends at work to go do the storytelling? <laughs> I try, yes. Uh, um, and then one of my friends, uh, I mean, one of my coworkers, they're like, nah, I cannot do that. So <laughs> it's maybe the moment is not there yet, so let's see. Yeah, maybe later. Maybe later. Because right. I never know that, yeah, I will go on the stage and tell a story one day, yeah, so. Yeah, it took you two years. Two years is a long time. Yeah, and then something happened and you felt, this is something I gotta share. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Nikki. It's, it's been awesome doing this interview for you and I uh, hope to see you on stage again. Yay, I would love to. <laughs> All right, bye-bye.